0: Hello, welcome to Tolkien Truth, a podcast about finding the truth and goodness in the Lord of the Rings books by J.R. Tolkien. I'm your host, Caitlin Myler. Hello, welcome back, Tolkien Truthers, Tolkien Tolkien Truther friends, fans, whatever we're calling ourselves. We moved, we did it. I'm um, in a house that I sort of own, that I own one, like, 40th of. We're going to keep working on that. Wanted to talk about Lord of the Rings on Prime Update. You probably already know if you've been keeping track. Don't trap. Don't trap these things, okay? If you've been keeping track, Lord of the Rings on Prime comes out September 2nd, 2022. It's Tolkien's birthday, which could be really sweet. And like everything about this TV show, it could also be terrible and be like just a big old slap in his dead face. There are lots of videos on YouTube with lots of thoughts There are lots of opinions and dissections on the little trailer that has been put out. But there's a trailer that's basically, honestly, it's basically a mashup of the trilogy footage from Smasher. Um, I will include that in the show notes if you want to watch it, if you haven't watched it yet. But it really is mostly... I'm not even sure it's a real trailer because it was Lord of the Rings footage, film footage, and also like video game footage. So, I don't even know if it's real. Anyways, this was all announced about a month ago, so you probably already know if you've been following along. And if not, you're welcome. I hope you enjoy a little tidbit of news. Okay, we are on Chapter 10, if you can believe it. Um, the chapter title is Strider. So Frodo has just done Hey Diddle little Cat and the Fiddle, which apparently was written by our very own Bilbo Baggins. Um, and then everybody goes back to their room. Strider told them that he wanted to talk to Frodo. Also, the guy who owns the Prancing Pony says he wants to talk to Frodo. They start a fire and poof. There's strider hidden in the shadows of the room um it seems like he's you know intentionally being mysterious and obscure which i find so funny <laughs> i don't know if you ever saw it but like i don't know six years ago there used to be this meme going around where you would put hipster glasses Remember hipsters? You would put hipster glasses on Lord of the Rings characters and make a meme out of it. My favorite was hipster glasses on Aragorn, Viggo Mortensen. And the caption was, I know what hunts you, but you've probably never heard of it. Which (laughs) I still think about sometimes. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but sometimes I just like randomly think of something that made me laugh so hard I almost peed my pants when I'm just like out grocery shopping and so then I like have to stifle this giggle so that I don't seem insane but that's really fun I think about it sometimes and it makes me smile and cry because I'm trying to hold in a laugh anyways He's intentionally being really obscure. He beats around the bush. Frodo's like, okay, tell me what you know. And he's like, well, Frodo asks, what do you know? And he literally says, too much, too many dark things, which is such a dad thing to say. It just reminded me so much of, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but my dad used to do this all the time where he'd say, hey, dad, can you make me a sandwich? And he'd say, poof you're a sandwich or like when you're in school and you're you've asked your teacher if you can go to the bathroom and they say i don't know can you go to the bathroom oh my gosh aragorn you know what he's talking about just answer the question anyways strider says he has information but in return for the information before he even gives it he wants in on their journey Um, And they are really not convinced about this, especially not Sam, very suspicious. I mean, it didn't help that he was in their room already when they went in like a creep. If you ever want to gain somebody's trust, I highly recommend you knock on the door first, give them a call, text, something like that, and then go into their house. Even if you know you could get in without them knowing let's not especially if this is someone you just met. Anyways, that was a little tip, life tip for you there. So, he talks about how he overheard Frodo on the road before they got to Bree, and he knows about Frodo and the ring, and this again really freaks them out. I really like though that Strider doesn't take himself too seriously. The only thing that he does take really seriously is the ring and the Black Riders, which makes a lot of sense. Sam seems very suspicious of Strider, doesn't trust him, which makes a lot of sense. He at one point uh, knows that Strider is a ranger and says, I never heard of, I have to do, The accent, that's so funny. This whole time I've just been doing an American accent, but when Sam comes along, I have to do the accent. Let's try that again. I never heard no good of such folk, meaning the rangers. But again, we have another example of Frodo following his intuition and finds that he thinks Strider is much more than he appears, but decides to be cautious and asks some questions He's also not quite sure what to do about it because he feels like Strider is okay, but he's really nervous about it. Again, don't break into somebody's room. Strider says, caution is one thing and wavering is another, which, put it on a vinyl sticker, slap it on your laptop, slap it on your water bottle. It's a good phrase. One-liners. He's so good at them, Tolkien is. Okay, then we get Butterburr coming in interrupting and then he you know in his classically rambling way interrupts and says he was told to actually look out for Frodo by Gandalf and oh also by the way I was told to mail a letter and ended up getting distracted and not sending it months ago and I find it really interesting that even though Barlamin Butterbur is scatterbrained as all get out he doesn't actually forget anything he like misplaces the information in the timeline and importance <laughs> in his brain but he doesn't actually forget it like yes this is a story you can just argue that Tolkien kind of slipped up here or whatever but if we're looking at this as an intentional choice in the writing Butterbur never forgets anything. He will; he can say word for word what Gandalf told him when he was speaking. Or when he was telling him about this letter that he needed to mail to Frodo. Which I find so interesting and makes me pity Butterbur even more. Because everyone hates him. <laughs> They're just always calling him names because he is not reliable that's the thing he's just not reliable so Barlaman is also worried about the black riders strider pops out of the shadows again and says the riders are for mortar Butterbur shows his real metal by saying that he'll help implying the black riders and strider says not much barlamin but every little helps which is so true And it's hard to remember that sometimes that there's this huge issue. I mean, oh my gosh, like there are so many things happening in this world, which we all know about that are all crazy and that just, you know, make our base level of stress for the whole world much higher than it would have been two or three years ago. But there are little things that we can do, which we're actually going to get to in our write out with me moments. So... Butterbur, instead of being a huge jerk and kicking Frodo and his friends out because they're endangering him because of the Black Riders, he lets Frodo and his friends stay the night and says that he'll actually protect them. He and the unfortunately named Nob, the hobbit, who is his assistant who works there, like the assistant manager. I like thinking of that. I hope, oh, wouldn't that be so fun? If you like went to a store and you had a customer service issue and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, the manager isn't here. Let me get the assistant manager. And it was Knob the Hobbit. I would feel very well taken care of. Anyways, he says in the letter that Strider is a friend of his and that he's okay. And he says to, if he runs into him, to go with him to Rivendell. He tells Frodo in the letter Strider's real name, which is aragorn and gives one of the most famous poems from lord of the rings um you'll see it everywhere even if it's not referencing lord of the rings strictly again another little another little drop of wisdom from good old john roland tolkien all that is gold does not glitter not all those who wander are lost the old that is strong does not wither Deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes of fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Which the not all who wander are lost part is probably the thing you've seen the most. So in the letter also Gandalf continues and says don't use the ring. Don't travel by night. Which all of these things are have been broken by Frodo. I also really, so Sam is still doubtful and Strider tries to scare them on purpose, gives them his real name, also quotes the poem that goes along with his name, which would be so fun if he always said, my name is Aragorn, son of Arathorn, all that is gold does not glitter, not all those who wander are lost. (laughs) That would be so obnoxious. I wish my name had a series of of verses associated with them. I have a niece named Rhiannon though and she could. Song lyrics though are tricky I think. Not always not always a good fit. Anyways the thing he scared Sam with was his sword. He like halfway pulled it out of its scabbard and then he pulls it all the way out of his scabbard and it's Narsil and it's still broken. It's just the shards of Narsil that he carries around with him. All the time, as a reminder, I don't really know. Um, Since knowing that Frodo had the ring and where it was, Strider has been guarding the Shire this whole time. So, you know, that's years that he's been keeping track of this place. Um, He also talks about how he's worried about Gandalf. And then at the end of this chapter, Merry comes crashing back in. If you'll remember, at the end of chapter nine, he's like, okay, you guys go be careful. Don't draw too much attention to yourselves. And I'm going to go take a walk and just take a break from traveling for a little bit and go walk. And he has not returned yet. And now he comes crashing back in and he talked about how he saw a black shape that seemed like a black rider and was. He followed it to Bill Fernie's house, who is this really sketchy guy in the neighborhood who is always trying to cause up trouble. He's a stirrer, really. And then as he got closer to them, he turns around and was put under a spell, which Eric Warren tells us is called the Black Breath, which... I don't know if it's like a Dementor's Kiss, how that works, if they are doing the opposite, I guess. They're just breathing on you. Maybe they just have terrible breath. That, oh, that's, yeah. Ugh. Strider and Knob decide that since the Black Riders have been seen in town and even attacked Mary, by the way, he was saved by Knob. Knob came forward with a lantern and was like, Hey! What's going on over there? And they scattered Bill and the ride, the Black Rider, which is just a hobbit. Why were they afraid of this guy? Anyways, glad they were. He saved Mary. And they make it look like the hobbits are sleeping in their rooms. They do the classic Ferris Bueller and make it look like there are bodies in the beds. So there are two parts to this room. There's like the general sitting area and then there's like the sleeping actual bedroom. And then they all fall asleep in the parlor and have a little sleepover, which just sounds lovely, doesn't it? And now our ride out with me challenges. So like I said, trust. That's a big deal. First tip already gave you, don't sneak into somebody's house. And then without telling them all the important information, ask that they take you along on their months long hiking trip. Okay. Don't do it. But if you've lost someone's trust and usually you can see a path to why they would have chosen to do that way. If not, talk to them about it, which is the last step of that regaining trust. Talk about it. You have to communicate how It has hurt you. I highly recommend that this step be done after the fact of being hurt so that you both have time to think about what you've done and really think about how this actually has impacted you and the stories that you're telling yourself. Going along with that, sort of, is this theme throughout this chapter. um, Like I said, Aragorn does not take himself very seriously. And there are several references to the fact that he kind of looks disreputable probably hasn't bathed lately and he's just a little worse for wear. Right? He's not wearing fancy clothes. Even though we know that he could, he's not like speaking fancy or um well actuallying anyone. All that is gold does not glitter is the first part of his poem. So don't know if that's just something that he decided to take on <laughs> for himself as a kid. Like whew I get out of bathing. Free pass. No, I highly recommend that you bathe. Point is, don't judge a book by its cover, right? We have to become curious about these people, become self-aware. It kind of starts with ourselves, right? Especially if you're hard on yourself. You're like, oh, that was really stupid. Again, asking why a reasonable, rational person, which you are most likely, And figure out why you did what you did. Therapy really helps with this. If you're not into that right now, write in a journal. Become more self-aware, understanding yourself. I like the part where he's trying to convince them to take him along with them. And, you know, he's not working. It's not working on Sam. And he's, you know, very aware of how he looks. And he talks about himself in third person sometimes. He says strider in third person specifically which makes me think that strider this somewhat disreputable looking guy is really just a character for him to put on maybe it's a self-defense thing maybe it's a test to see like how people are going to react to him of testing people's character and you know sam is wow okay our house is right next to a somewhat busy road and dang, I don't know what it is about the acoustics on that road, but it is loud. And he's trying to convince them to take him on the road. And Sam's just, you know, this guy looks weird. (laughs) I'm not interested in having him along with us. And Frodo was like, what? Gandalf told us that we could trust you in his letter. Why didn't you say right away that you were Gandalf's friend? We would have trusted you instead of just thinking that you were a creep because of how you looked and strider says i had hoped you would take to me for my own sake a hunted man sometimes wearies of distrust and longs for friendship which oh doesn't that make you just want to give him a little hug big ol' hug maybe a far too lingering hug you can give one to him okay but you know even rangers become lonely all right and Pippin basically says, sorry we judged you by your looks, but I guess it makes sense given that you basically live outside for a living and that you've been protecting the Shire this whole time. And so he's, he's convinced by Gandalf's letter. The third write out with me challenge that I have to issue, I think goes along with judging a book by its cover. So the Afghan crisis, refugee crisis is still going on right? Um, And if you are in a country that is accepting refugees, I hope that you treat them with respect. And I am not sure about other countries, but I know that especially in the United States, who arguably made this whole mess in the first place, it has a lot of history and culture and issues with people from Afghanistan. And there is a lot of misunderstandings still, and just outright hatred sometimes for these people and for the lifestyle that they lead. And I just hope that we can get past any actual or perceived hurts from each other's cultures, which is a big ask, and you figure out how you can help serve these People. I think, like Sam says, Sam is such a great character. He's just like everybody ever, right? He is very sensible sometimes and sometimes just very prejudiced, like a lot of us can be. When he says, I've never heard of no good from that sort, from the Rangers, that's maybe because he never went looking for another source, right? He probably never did his research. He didn't get on to Shire Google and figure out what was going on really with the Rangers and what their purpose was and what their history was. Even if you don't do any of that, I hope you decide to help. I think that this is a really great write out with me moment. What can you do? What can I do against the likes of of black writers against prejudice and huge global crises (laughs) and the really um alarming and overwhelming state of the world and particularly this issue and listen to eric horn and he will always lead you right and he says not much but every little helps So if you go to www.hias.org slash Afghan Refugee Crisis, how you can help. And again, I'll link this in the show notes. It has lots of suggestions about how you can help, whether that's time, um, monetary, or other resources. And one of the suggestions that they give is to write to local government. And obviously this works just for the United States, but if you are in any other country and you are interested in helping these people, even if you're in a country that is not accepting refugees, I really encourage you to, I literally just Googled how to help (laughs) Afghan refugees. H-I-A-S is a reputable organization that is trying to help and uh writing to your government representatives saying that we would accept these people into our community we have these resources that we can donate um and if you know that intimidates you or that's really uncomfortable which sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone there are tutorials online like for real there are ways to just there are forms that you can fill out that are like a cut and paste letter to get you started eventually we need you to use your own words to write to your government representatives but you need to take a step somewhere also um airbnb has a website dedicated for helping refugees in general Um, not just this specific situation where they um have ways for people to to get involved in housing these people because that is a huge problem i mean in the united states right now it's really hard for people who have been living here their whole lives for generations to get houses um there's a housing shortage in in general and Rent is really expensive and there, it's a whole mess. The housing situation in the United States is just a mess in general. And I hope it's not that way in other countries, but it is here. And so finding housing for families, it's not just individuals, it's large families and communities basically of these people need to be housed and obviously they, they want to stick together. So finding places for these people to live is just, you know, number one. Um, I didn't realize until my sister and brother-in-law got started helping with this issue that there are people who live for generations in refugee camps. Did you know this? Maybe I'm just really slow and extra privileged. Um, Definitely the second one. But I had no idea that a person could literally live in a tent their whole lives. Unwillingly, of course, they would rather be living in homes, but they'll take it. So those are our three challenges. Don't judge a book by its cover. Be a little easier on yourself and others. Regain trust. Take the steps you need to to rebuild a relationship, um, which obviously is not going to happen <laughs> just because you said sorry. And see how you can help these people who could really, really use something at the moment. So. I hope you have a great week. I hope that you enjoy the podcast and please leave a review and let me know what you think at TolkienTruth at gmail.com. Bye. And now the moment you've all been waiting for, the ride out with me moments or challenges. What are we calling these things again?